Hello, everyone. This is Dongyang, son of winter. Welcome to my episode on the supernatural encounter in Singapore, based on true ghost stories experienced by people I know, myself, or friends that I know of. Today, I will share paranormal encounters of a group of crew who were given permission to film Hapa Villa after midnight a few years ago. It happened during the Hungry Ghost Festival. This is the story of their encounter. Nothing stands still at the dead of night, especially if you are braving the dark trails of Hapa Villa minutes before midnight. If anything happens, keep the cameras rolling. The safe word is waffle if you want out, said the producer, Isaac, as he briefed the crew of four before they tumbled out of the car and into a blanket of disquiet. Whatever happened, they knew better than to breathe a single word associated with the paranormal. The four of them were invited to take a walk in the park at night beyond midnight to debunk two popular myths surrounding the old attraction. Fiercely, it didn't start well. When they arrived at the main entrance around 11pm and launched into the first take of the night, one external camera light began to flicker. This has never happened before. Isaac muttered as he double-checked the light settings again. We just checked the batteries for all the equipment right before leaving office. How can this happen? After a few frustrating minutes, they abandoned their flickering light completely and made do with a smaller video light. This turned out to be a prelude to Stranger Things Ahead. The first myth is on the statues that came alive at night. Hapa Villa is home to over 1,000 hand-painted sculptures inspired by influence from Buddhism, Taoism, and Chinese folklore and values. While the larger-than-life exhibits were built for educational purposes, Singaporeans grew up to believe that a statue will come alive and scare you if you were not virtuous enough. The myth propagated as a means to school us into ethical lessons by the parents. The crew ventured into one of the darkest reaches of the park, where the journey to the West exhibition stands. The minute they started setting up the tripod, one Cam Cordos left unattended on the bench started to behave oddly. The Cam Cordos flashed flicker on and off without anyone touching the device. 
To be clear, the flash will only be activated when the user press and hold onto a small button on the camcorder. Obviously, something else is touching that small button. Undoubted, Isaac picked up the misbehave misbehaving camcorder and the flickering stopped immediately. We were unnerved for sure, but I had to barrel through the job. Isaac and I took our position on two separate benches about 10 meters apart and sat alone for 15 minutes facing the exhibit. In the brief 15 minutes of silence and isolation, the softest of sound were amplified. While no statue came alive during our isolation, the senses of them were certainly heightened. Isaac went around wildly as though something was brushing against his neck. But this friend of mine came out of it unscattered. Isaac claimed something was brushing against his neck continuously, making him very uncomfortable. When they reviewed the footage later, they also noticed glow of light in the video. They may be formed by the disturbance of the infrared, infrared light, but it could be something more sinister which they cannot confirm. The second myth they are to debunk is the Ten Courts of Hell, which is known to be the actual portal to hell. This exhibit was modeled after the Chinese belief that there are Ten Courts of Hell in afterlife. Each level of hell has its own unique form of punishment for various categories of criminals. If you are a scammer, you are a robber, you'll be thrown in a fiery pit while murderers will have their limbs chopped off. Prisoners will then be sent to the Ten Court of Hell to receive their final judgment and therefore be reincarnated as a human or animal. These sculptures certainly make it a point to derive from the message through the gory scenes of bloody and decapitated figurines that undergo various gruesome tortures. The gory scenes did nothing to dispel the belief that the exhibition is indeed a gateway to hell itself. Clearly, the portal didn't suck in the crew, but they once again found themselves dealing with technology glitches. It was already past midnight where they entered the exhibit to set up the cameras. Isaac and I, which is my friend, made sure that the camcorder was set to recording mode before speaking in front of it. But the other crew member came over with a strange look. The camera isn't even switched on, he said, toggling with the camcorder and setting right again. How can it be in recording mode when no one switched on? Well, they could brush it off as coincidence or human error, but this had happened three times where perfectly functioning equipment are abnormally functioning. This is not usual. Speaking to the night security guard by the crew affirmed their suspicion that this was not just a park that served as a tourist attraction. The guard, which don't want to be named, told them that he's the only security personnel with only one month onto the job. 
but he already experienced many paranormal encounters in the park. Though there were no statues that came alive and no gate to hell materialized that night that went, but the chilling aura surrounding Hapa Villa continue to charm visitors. So if you like to see for yourself, please visit Hapa Villa. It will be a very nice place to go. Thank you. And that's all for my story. Goodbye.